0: Good morning, Bucks fans. How's everyone doing? It is Wednesday morning, which means it is time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we take all of your questions. So if you want to submit one of those for us, head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page. You can leave them in the comment section underneath our live video. And that is where we will be able to find them. So as we give people a chance to head on over there and submit that, we figured we'd just start with the roster move uh, news that has already happened so far this week.
1: Actually, let's start with one or a trio of moves that we haven't announced yet, but will be in a few minutes. And it's very good news. Um, Leonard Fournette, Levante David, and Giovanni Bernard are all returning to practice today. They're all on injured reserve, but obviously getting back on the practice field is the first step uh, at the beginning of the week. Uh, head coach Bruce Arians said he, he felt it looked like Leonard Fournette would be good to go on Sunday against the Eagles, but that Levante was a much closer call. So we'll see how this week goes. We know how tough Levante is and how badly he wants to be back on the field. So there's there's still a chance, but getting both Leonard and Geo back would really help that depleted backfield quite a bit. So that's some good news. And we'll, we'll track how those guys are doing all week.
0: OK, yeah. And uh, so some of the other news, I know there was some some COVID related stuff and guys and, and injury and signing to the practice squad, a bunch of different things.
1: Yeah. Yesterday, um, Shaq Barrett came off the COVID list. And uh, so did practice squad kicker Jose Borigales. Obviously, the Buccaneers are very eager to get Shaq back on the field. And that's another player, along with JPP, that Bruce Arians said he felt good about them being ready for this upcoming game. So that's great news. Um, Richard Sherman went to injury reserve and it's never good news when you lose a player to IR but um, you know he really had been missing most of the games anyway so it's not a huge blow to the defense at the moment they'd certainly prefer to have him available but he hadn't been playing anyway as I said and then John Hurst wide receiver came back to the practice squad so um, yeah that's pretty much all that's happened in the last couple of days it's a lot of moves yeah that's a
0: lot team. happening it's <laughs> so a lot going on um, okay so I like this question Sean asked which non-household name players have the best chance to get recognition this postseason? And uh, he talked about who's this year's Devin White for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, whew, if, you know, now that we have five Pro Bowlers in our offensive line is finally, I would have started with the offensive line. But uh, I think last year's Super Bowl got them that recognition. And then they played so well this year that, we, you know, we saw Allie and, um, and Ryan and Tristan all get Pro Bowl. Uh, nominations. And I'm obviously stalling here while I try to think of a good answer. Um, it could be some guys in the secondary. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting obviously had a huge postseason last year. Um, Carlton Davis, obviously he's he's in our, we believe it here in the building, the coaches believe he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I don't think he gets that sort of recognition. So he could be a pretty good choice right there. And uh, on offense, other than Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, we have a lot of non- Big household names going for us right now. So it could be somebody like Tyler Johnson. Um, you know, yeah, maybe a
0: Brashad Perriman. You know, yeah, we've seen him make some big plays. That would be interesting. I would have um,
1: said Phil Grayson, but he's he's been getting a lot of publicity as it is, and he yeah. may not be available because of his injury.
0: You know, you brought up Carlton, and uh, I thought this was so interesting. I had on Roger Kingdom on my radio show yesterday, he is the speed and conditioning coach for the Buccaneers, a two-time Olympic gold medalist and a world record holder at one point in the 110-meter hurdles. I asked him, of course, who are the fastest guys on the team? Like, that's a required question. And of course, you just assume he's going to say Scotty and Cyril, right? Like, that's who gets all the recognition for that. He actually said that his top three were Richard Robinson and Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis.
1: The one that surprises me there is Carlton Davis. I, I, Jamel yeah. yeah.
0: Jamel That's why Dean, I brought it up.
1: Yeah. Jamel Dean definitely has a reputation as being very fast and Rashard Robinson, he's hurt right now, but seeing him a few weeks ago, covering kicks, I mean, he was getting down the field faster than everybody.
0: But yeah. he that, said That it was about their top speed. He was like, okay. Scotty, you know, is maybe going to beat you at the five, 10 yard burst. Like he's going to get off the line faster, yeah. but he said the consistent top speed, they see them record that, he said Carlton is, is up there. And I thought that was so interesting and just spoke so highly to hear. He is this big corner who can do the press stuff, but then to hear he is one of the fastest guys on the whole team. I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yes, that that gives him the whole package then.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, all right. So Jonathan wanted to know, do you think the Bucks will look to sign a new receiver?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I think we'll be going with in-house options. There's just, there's just not, somebody just sitting out there that's going to really be better than the options that we have right now. I I know everybody's always going to say Larry Fitzgerald, but he hasn't played all year. And if, if he wanted to play and the Bucs thought he would be a good addition, I think that probably would have already happened. Um, You know, you do have Mike, uh, Mike Evans still, maybe Cyril Grayson makes it back from this injury at some point if the Buccaneers extend their playoff run, you just got to rely on guys like Tyler and Brashad and Scotty and, and um and do what you can and, you know, lean on Rob Gronkowski and the tight ends, maybe a little bit more, but I don't think there's any outside help coming for this receiving core. It's just something the Buccaneers are going to have to overcome this time around.
0: Okay. Um, and I thought this was an interesting question. Isai asked, um, even though this is the best season in Bucks history in terms of the regular season wins uh, do you think last year's team was better going into the playoffs than this year?
1: Last year's team was hotter going into the playoffs. That's for sure. I mean, the Bucs did win their last three games, but um, I don't know. They weren't, you know, as barely squeaked by the Jets, and I wouldn't say at any point they felt particularly dominant. If, if you recall last year, heading into the playoffs, the Buccaneers offense really, really clicked in the last four games after the, um, the bye week, and Tom Brady was on fire, and the Bucs in their last eight wins, including the playoffs, scored 30 points in seven of them, and just, you know, was basically unstoppable for that whole run. That could happen again. It could, it could, but there's less of a chance of it happening because of the injuries. And that's the difference between last year's team and this year's team. If the Buccaneers were fully healthy, and most importantly, if Chris Godwin was still available, then it'd be close, I think. But uh, this team fortunately has home field advantage for at least two weeks if it wins the first one. So there's a chance that this team can make the same type of deep run in the playoffs, but I don't think they're as hot and they're definitely not as healthy as last year's team. So we'll have to wait and see if the Bucs can overcome these things and prove that they are a better team than they were last year. That's on the table and it's a possibility. But just on paper right now, the the uh, the injuries make, I think, this year's team a little less dominant heading into the playoffs.
0: OK, and uh, with that, I saw we had a few different people asking us about Shaq and JPP and what you think. Their availability will be, if they're healthy, how much are they playing, you know, and, and now we've seen guys like Anthony Nelson really stepping up in their wake, and so do you, do even if they are healthy, do you do more of a rotation? What do you think about that?
1: They should, Coach Aaron said at the beginning of this week that he thought both Shaq and JPP would be good to go. Uh, that's very good news, and I don't, you know, if, if you have doubts, coaches generally start the week by saying, we'll have to wait and see, so I find that to be a very good sign, um. I think when they get back, we've talked about this with some other guys coming back and Sean Murphy bunting as an example and, and coach saying at some point during the week that yes, we would um, have them on something of a pitch count or we'll be easing them back into action. What tends to happen in practice. And, and I don't mean in practices, but in practice in games is they get out there. These players returning from injury. They're playing fine. They're running around well, and everybody just decides they're doing fine. Leave them in there. I remember that happened with Sean. That happened for the most part with Mike Evans a couple of weeks ago, so there may be some talk and some planning along the way of you know limiting these guys' snaps and using Anthony Nelson and and Joe Tryon, Shoyinka a little bit more. But when it comes to the game, if Shaq's out there dominating like we saw him dominate in last year's postseason, I don't see him coming out the field very much.
0: Okay, and uh, Chad asked. Obviously, the Eagles have a good run game. Do we go into this uh, game with the mentality of stop the run and you win the game? And how likely is it? that we're able to do that.
1: I think uh, Todd Bowles goes into every game with that plan. He's said it multiple times that is always, no matter who they're facing, they're always, their plan every time is to stop the run first, to make the other team one dimensional, hopefully get a lead at the same time. And then they have to pass. And that's when you can really let your pass rushers go uh, and create a lot of havoc, which is when the Todd Bowles defense is at its best. This is a tougher Tasks they do lead the league in rushing and they do have good running backs led by Miles Sanders, deep running back core. But Jalen Hurts, you know, changes the whole equation because you don't normally have to deal with that out of the quarterback position. And we're not talking about just a good a guy who scrambles well. Like Sam Darnold of the Panthers actually scrambles quite well and makes plays moving around, but they don't design runs for him. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they had the most designed runs for a quarterback and yards, and touchdowns out of those design runs of every team in the league, so you have to be prepared for those specific plays, those RPOs as such, and um, or just plain design takeoff out of backfield runs, and it's not easy to do, as you can see by Jalen's numbers. The Buccaneers actually defended those plays really, really well in the first half and much of the third quarter when they played in Philadelphia in week six. Now, the running game for the Eagles got going in the fourth quarter, including two touchdowns for Hertz. But for most of that game, they specifically defended those designed runs by the quarterback well. So we've shown we can do it. Having Shaq and JPP and hopefully Levante back would probably go a long way towards seeing if they can do it again.
0: Okay. And then uh, Trevor asked, do you uh, see any of the backup running backs shining on Sunday?
1: Well, okay. so we're assuming this at this point, I guess, that Leonard is back and he's the starter. So everybody else is a backup. Um, Ronald Jones, we don't know yet if he'll be back. So I I think I'll reserve judgment on that one. I think if Leonard is running around fine, we're going to go back to seeing what we've seen before, where he takes the lion's share of the snaps because he's been such a good pass catcher as well. But if anything, I could see Gio, assuming he's back, being used around the goal line like we did with him a lot before he got hurt. I mean, he had three touchdown catches, which is a lot for a running back for the Buccaneers. So I could see him in some specialized spots, making a big player too.
0: And I saw we had a few other people asking about Le'Veon Bell and how much of a role he could have in the playoffs when it's not. I mean, so far it's been, he's been in there because of the fact there have been so many injuries, but with guys coming back healthy, we have seen Le'Veon make some good plays. Does he now, has he kind of earned a spot in there, even if other guys are healthy?
1: Well, the first thing you have to do is, is figure out who's active for the game. So let's say if Ronald Jones were back this one, or if the Bucks are able to win this one and he's back for the next week, you are probably going to have Leonard Fournette active. You're probably going to have Ronald Jones active, and you're probably only going to have maybe one more back, possibly two. And now you're talking about Geo, Keyshawn Vaughn, who's shown some nice things in the last couple of weeks, and Le'Veon Bell. If you're if you're going to keep three or even four running backs active, at least one or two of them has to do to, to do something on special teams. And I don't think we've seen Le'Veon Bell on special teams yet. So it's kind of a numbers game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so it kind of depends on how many guys are back. But we have seen. I think Levions looked pretty good as a pass catcher. And that's something that Tom Brady needs out there in the field. So it's possible, but it could, he could, could get caught up in a numbers game at some point.
0: Okay, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks, as always, for those questions. And we will see you here next week, same time, same place, hopefully talking about the Buccaneers advancing to the next round of the playoffs. We'll see you then.